Everybody and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, and all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. This 14th episode is for the week of July 30th, 2018. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. Then a guest will join me in conversation around a chosen topic. And this week, I'm so happy to have my new friend from across the pond, coach and astrologer Monica Brotherson, join me in a discussion on rising to meet the road. So before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me today. And if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access for only $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. So let's get down to this week's Astro Report. Our lunar lady is now in her waning phase as we come off of that dynamic lunar eclipse that happened last week in Aquarius. We start out the week with the moon in the empathic waters of Pisces, where she will remain until moving into the fiery cardinal energy of Aries on Wednesday. The heat will be up midweek until Friday when Luna moves into the stabilizing Earth energy of Taurus and heads to her last quarter position on Saturday. She'll remain in this grounded zone until moving into the communicative air sign of Gemini late Sunday. So just a quick heads up, all time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe, add about eight hours. And if you are in Australia or in the East, add about 17 hours, basically the following day. And keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits also known as the connections that planets make, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. So this week, things sort of cool off from last week's hyperdrive of transits, yet we are certainly not out of the woods yet, as warrior Mars is still retrograde and is about to make its second pass to meet electric Uranus, both of whom are in fixed signs right now. We also have our last quarter moon in Taurus that is chiming into the upcoming Sun-Jupiter square that will arrive early next week. So our fixed states of awareness are beginning to crumble a bit, and this week is bound to push us out of any rigidity. So let's dive in. On Monday, we have the moon in Pisces, and she will be making a trine to Jupiter. Um, And there's no transits going on that day, uh, but of course that uh, Mars-Uranus square is brewing all week, so keep that in mind. So the bottom line for Monday is that sensitivity and emotions are up while Luna is in Pisces, with us envisioning the future flow of our lives. Energy may be down a little, yet spirit and imagination are kicked up. So listen to your favorite tunes and reflect compassionately on your current state, and then dream of the road that lies ahead. 
On Tuesday, uh, the moon is still in Pisces uh, and will make a conjunction super early, super, super early to Neptune um, and then make a sextile to Pluto and then oppose Venus later in the day. Um, And so the bottom line for Tuesday is that dreams may have been potent last night and even the night before. So look for any clues that may be trying to get out through your uh, through that state of awareness. Um, So if you have any crazy dreams that are happening, you know, take note of those because, you know, the soul is trying to speak. Um, And because the moon is in Pisces uh, and we have that Pluto contact, you know, vulnerability may arise today, but it's really an opportunity to go deeper with an issue, particularly a relationship one as the moon saddles up to oppose Venus in Virgo. So doubts or dissatisfaction may arise, and you may find yourself a little moody. So take some time out later in the day to relax and unwind with a little self-care. Now, on Wednesday, the moon has moved into Aries, uh, and we'll make a sextile to Mars, we'll square Saturn, and then trine the sun. Uh, And that is the day that we are having our Mars retrograde uh, meet its second square with Uranus, um, And so Mars is in Aquarius, and the square to Uranus will be in Taurus. So we have that fixed air meeting that fixed Earth. And once again, Mars is about our focused action, our drive, how we uh, direct our motivation, such things as assertion or even anger, um, and the possibility for accidents, especially when Uranus is involved, uh, because Uranus is the planet of fast, unexpected change, uh, when things all of a sudden turn around or awaken within you and you feel the need to liberate or free yourself. Um, And that can cause sudden storms in our life. And especially with a square, because a square brings events to us that, uh, you know, might come as a little bit of, you know, friction or a challenge or, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's just we're at a, a point where we have to take action in some way. And so let's keep in mind that this is the second pass of Mars meeting a square to Uranus. The first pass happened around our Taurus new moon back on uh, May 16th. Um, And so now that we are retrograding back over this point and that original... um, uh, that original square dance that happened actually first took place uh, at the critical 29th degree of Capricorn and Aries, two cardinal signs, when it originally happened back in May. Um, but now we are meeting in that fixed sign energy of Aquarius and Taurus. Um, so we can kind of look back to see kind of a story developing of some sorts relating to this energy. Um, and so our Martian energy and really that of the world has been tested greatly over the past few months. And now we are being tested again, um, on a more internal level, especially with Mars being retrograde. Um, and if we focus, if the focus we have for the future is aligned with the vibration that Uranus wants us to raise to, we may feel a little more okay with with this square. But if it's not, you know, chances are we are really going to feel it. So are our actions sustainable for the long haul within, you know, what we are trying to manifest or what we're wanting to manifest? And if not, how can we use our heads to get innovative with the changes that must be made in order to meet the needs our future self is attempting to awaken? All of this really depends on how conscious you are with the energy in the moment, because this is the time when any pent-up frustrations can bring unexpected events that cause sudden storms to enter our lives. 
So don't get caught up in the drama, you know, for if you step back and detach a little, use that Aquarian energy and let it it internalize, you'll really uh, realize then what is transpiring, you know, on the inside and the outside. Um, And, you know, it's trying to get you to focus on an aspect of yourself that needs liberation um, from your life and your, your personal agenda, because we are talking about Mars. So as this is happening, you know, in fixed signs, it can certainly point to the seemingly stable part of our lives shaking up a bit, which can make it hard when our comfort zones are tested. You may get turned around, just keep in mind that it is all for a greater purpose in the end. So the bottom line for Wednesday is that people are fired up today and change is in the air. This can be a great day to get a hold of life, dealing with whatever crisis arrives, springing into action, uh, yet tempering ourselves a little bit as Mars, uh, which is the moon's current ruler, is very potent in its retrograde cycle. Um, And judgmental behavior may be up with the moon square to Saturn, yet you never truly know what other people are going through. So take some deep breaths if you feel challenged and want to lash out. It's easier said than done with fire, yet try to be as kind to others as possible. It's key to remember the world doesn't revolve around you or me or anyone for that matter. Now, on Thursday, the moon is still in Aries uh, and will make a square to Pluto and then trine Mercury, who is currently retrograde in Leo. Um, And no transits this day, but we're probably still feeling that Mars-Uranus energy. And so the bottom line for Thursday is that emotional intensity is likely to be felt on a day like today, uh, when we have fiery Luna meeting the Lord of the Underworld in a tense configuration. And we may feel stifled by those in authority or shifts that are happening in that area. Or long-term plans may need some renovation at this time as our emotions are rising up to connect with the mind, which is currently in review mode. If things get heated, there will be the possibility to communicate from the heart later in the day to help smooth things over a little. Now, on Friday, uh, we have the moon still in Aries, but she will be moving into the uh, land of Taurus um, later in the day. Um, And she will square Mars, conjunct Uranus, and then trine Saturn. Um, And so we are on our approach to last quarter in Taurus, but we're not quite there yet, and we don't have any aspects on Friday. Um, But the bottom line is we kind of have a two-part day going on. As the enthusiasm of Aries starts the day out, uh, leading its way to the stable Earth of Taurus uh, later on in the day. Um, However, that Earth energy may not feel entirely stable at this time, as our security may be challenged when the unexpected arises, uh, because we have that square to Mars and then that conjunction to Uranus. So we're likely to feel a lot of that Mars-Uranus square energy on, on Friday as well. Um, and so we're not quite feeling that stability. And if we have that, uh, challenge to our security, you know, uh, we may act a bit quarrelsome, uh, with the potential of losing our temper if we're asked to move too quickly, you know, cause we have that Taurus, uh, stubborn vibe going on right now. So work through what arises and do your best to ground and center yourself. An acceptance of what needs to be done for the long term will help put you at ease. 
Now, on Saturday, we have our last quarter moon in Taurus, uh, and the moon will square the sun, which is our last quarter, oppose Jupiter, sextile Neptune, and then make a square to Mercury uh, that is retrograde. And so for our last quarter moon in Taurus, happening at 12 degrees Taurus, so if anybody has fixed uh, planets, uh, planets and fixed signs, you know, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, around maybe, you know, 10 to 15 degrees, you're probably going to feel the emotions of this particular lunation. Um, but as a quick refresher, a last quarter is the time of the lunar month that we may experience an internal crisis of sorts to where we must push through and deal with whatever challenge that is before us. The difference with the waning square versus the waxing variety is that we may still have to take action, but instead it is to close down or move something to completion. And with our last quarter moon in opposition to Jupiter, I have a feeling that this particular phase will have us fighting against the tides of change and where growth is leading us. We see it on the horizon, but we may not be emotionally ready to deal with it yet. With fixed signs involved, chances are we will be rather stubborn, not wanting to move from our positions just yet. (laughs) Uh, But with Neptune chiming in with an opportunistic aspect, we have the ability to release more fully at this time. So don't dig in your heels for too long because this is the emotional push that is setting you up for the sun square to Jupiter, our bi-yearly growth spurt that is happening in just a few days. And so the bottom line for Saturday is we are now on uh, preview for that Sun-Jupiter square that is on approach early next week, uh, with Monday to be exact. And so our cages may get rattled as we are confronted with what is necessary for growth and forward movement in our lives. Feelings may attempt to find escape, yet if we slow down to tune in rather than out, spirit might just give us the message we are looking for. And with the moon square to Mercury retrograde later in the day, our minds will be challenged into acceptance of the now, providing fruitful retrograde fodder for us to chew over. Now, Sunday, uh, there are no transits going on Sunday. We do have the moon in Taurus, and she will move to Gemini uh, later on in the day um, and make a trine to Pluto very early in the morning uh, and a trine to Venus and then a trine to Mars. So Luna is trining all over the place on Sunday. And so we have another two-part day. And, you know, things are calming down a bit, and we can finally enjoy the lush vibe of Taurus when Luna makes a sweet trine to Venus. Uh, So eat, drink, and be merry, uh, you know, will be the vibe for Sunday, Uh, because Sunday is Sunday fun day, right? And we may need to relax and recenter ourselves from the crazy energy of the week, Uh, and really just the crazy energy of several weeks here. So, you know, this waning moon position and a trying to Venus really can allow, give us the opportunity to kind of wind down a bit um, and and enjoy life a little bit more. Um, But keep in mind that mental energy may be up later in the day as our minds are stimulated by future possibilities when the moon moves into Gemini um, and makes a trine to that Mars retrograde in Aquarius. So capping off the week with a journal entry may help to soothe away, uh, you know, any uncertainty about life that you may have now. So get those thoughts on paper. 
Uh, and so to wrap it up a bit, we are increasingly pushed out of our comfort zones this week, adding even more dy- dynamo to this impactful eclipse season. And keep in mind that the sun is approaching its bi-yearly square to Jupiter early next week, and we have another solar eclipse on the horizon. So look to this time as the setup to a necessary period of growth. So let's take a look at the cards as they really seem to play into uh, some of the dynamics we have going on this week. And so for this week, I drew strength as the focus and the devil as the grounding. And with strength as the focus, we are in need of just that this week, strength, courage, and a good old dose of self-awareness. Seems rather fitting as we are now in the thick of Leo season, for which this card is astrologically represented. We may have to face our realities this week and take control of our lives through the cultivation of inner strength. Taking responsibility for where we are will be of great help on the journey forward, for other people are not to blame. Finding compassion and tolerance for yourself and others will be of necessity this week. And if you do happen to lose your cool, let that be a learning opportunity into your own instinctual instinctual beast that lies inside. Strength represents the courage to tackle our own inner beast, not to tame it into complete submission, but to civilize it enough to act on the courage of our convictions in a responsible way. Now, with the devil card as the grounding, I can certainly see the beast rising up this week, and it seems rather fitting that strength and the devil go hand in hand, as our unconscious reactions can keep us chained up in self-imposed bondage. We may be our own worst enemy this week via negative thinking, limited perceptions, and addictive behavior patterns. So look to see what has got you in chains this week and if those obsessions and control issues are keeping you in a dark space. Take a note from the strength card. The only person you can control is yourself. The control of others and the world is out of your hands. Last but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador. The gorilla. This lovable ape is here to remind us of the value in taking the time to listen compassionately to others, and especially those we consider family. When we become so close to another, we may begin to take them for granted, assuming that they will always be at our sides. Yet relationships of all kinds are never just a given. They take conscious and empathic effort in order to thrive. As we are all changing and evolving at this time, we have to be kind and caring within these life shifts. Remember to say I love you to those who you just assume know that you do, and strike up any deeper conversations that may need to be had this week. By doing so, your bond will deepen, and you can walk through the changing tides together. Now, if you would like to go deeper with how the energy of the week will interact with you personally, I encourage you to check out my tarot subscription on Patreon. Uh, It has been touted as a best self-help tool on the internet, (laughs) Uh, and I really appreciate that feedback. Um, And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out with the cards or you have a a lot of experience with them. Uh, The weekly spread is here to help you tap in with the energy of the now um, and what is aligned with our astrological transits as well. It's all tied in with a crystal uh, and a nifty little quote to help get you thinking. And so these purposeful card placements 
will help you take the information that I give on this general mundane level and then really kind of hone it in to what you're working with uh, in your personal life. And so last week we worked on the lunar eclipse in Aquarius, and this week we will be working on next level growth. So if you want to find out more uh, for this service, and it's only $6 a month where you get four to five spreads, as well as my tarot tips and tricks um, that I post each week, uh, you can find out more on patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, now let's meet our guest. All right. I'd love to welcome my special guest this week. We have Monica Brotherson. Thank you so much for being here, Monica. Thank you for having me. And Monica and I uh, met recently. Um, it's funny because we were both at UAC together. You know, I keep getting a lot of guests that were at UAC, uh, which is great because that's why we all came together. Um, but Monica came in kind of after the fact uh, through my friend Aditi, who was on a pre- previous podcast. And she's like, you have to meet Monica. She is amazing. You'll get together. You know, you'll love each other. It's perfect. Um, and it's funny, Monica just happened to be in San Diego last week and we got to meet and I just loved her. Um, so thank you for being here, Monica. And if you could uh, give us a little bit about, you know, tell us about yourself. What do you do? Well, firstly, thank you to Aditi for putting us together, uh, for bringing us together. That was a great, um, um, yeah, special wave to, to her because without her, we wouldn't be here. And I loved meeting you in San Diego. We had such a great connection. Um, I really enjoyed our talk. I, I'm sure that if I didn't have to go, we would probably be talking for another two, three hours. Yes. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, I am originally from Poland, but I moved to UK, to London, UK, um, after my university, after I graduated, and I've been living there for the past 13 years, uh, working and studying um, and enjoying my life. Um, I came to astrology a few years ago. A few years ago, it's always been been there. It's always been an interest of mine. Uh, but never actually considering seriously until I started studying with MISPA, which is Mercury um, International School, uh, Internet School of Psychological Astrology run by John Green. Um, and uh, yeah, and I graduated from that school a um, couple years ago. And that's how my um, um, astrological uh, adventure began, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and that, well, that has to start somewhere, right? And how uh, right. wonderful that you were able to find, uh, you know, a program to help get you there. And that's some things uh, that people might not understand about uh, astrologers is there's many ways to get there. A lot of people are self-studied. A lot of people go through certain courses um, or courses that are then uh, endowed by the bigger organizations and, you know, certifications and all that. So it's not just, you know, you wake up one morning and you're like, I'll be an astrologer. There's a lot of work that goes behind it. (laughs) Right, Monica? It really does. Everyone has a really unique story. I've heard the stories of an astrologer who literally walked into a bookstore and the book fell on his head and it was an astrological book. And that's how his adventure started. Um, I've heard people who came to astrology through psychology. Um, They got interested in archetypes um, and that's how they kind of got into the planetary archetypes and into astrology. So there's so many ways. And like you say, 
these days when we're so connected, when we have uh, internet, when we have uh, resources at our disposal, there's so many ways of studying. You have um, a whole library at your fingertips. You know, you can order any books. Um, you don't have to travel for miles to find a teacher as they used to in ancient days. Um, you can just order one on Amazon. Um, you can join so many online classes. There is um, so many amazing resources on YouTube. Um, so many interesting we uh, webinars and uh, forecasts that you can learn from. Um, you have great schools as well. Um, some of them are actually physical schools. There is a, a summer school run by the um, London Astrological Association, um, which happens in Oxford. Uh, I have not attended, but I've heard really good things about it. Um, oh, I have a friend courses. that did that uh, recently, Yeah, the summer school in and Oxford. And what was the, uh, well, um, well, well, it was a funny one because it's funny how we're talking right now in, in Mercury retrograde as, and so if you hear any latency yeah. issues with us, you know, cause Monica is all the way across, you know, we're halfway across the world from each other. <laughs> uh, so some of that's in there, but, uh, I yes. say went, uh, last summer and I want to say it was a retrograde then. And I think that's around the time that we were having the, the, uh, eclipse as well. Cause I think that's when the retrograde season came in and he had it all like worked out in his mind. Like Robert Hand was supposed to, uh, have, um, you know, be teaching there and everything and, and yeah. true Mercury retrograde fashion, things kind of fell apart a little bit. <laughs> and so yeah. it wasn't quite the experience that he thought it was, but it would just kind of conditional in that moment. Um, but he loved it at the end. It wasn't what he expected. Uh, but he said like meeting everyone there and then yeah. and just connecting as a group was an amazing experience. So, yeah. Yeah. We do say actually that Urania is, um, our muse, right? The, the muse of our, um, of astrology, um, of our discipline. And it's interesting that a lot of people have the same story that it's not what they planned or it's not what they wanted. It's even Mercury retrograde on site is that unexpected, um, expect unexpected that Uranus brings. Um, and a lot of people who got into the astrology, they never wanted to. Um, they never thought that they will be astrologer. That's not something that they planned or they um, woke up one day and decided, I'll be astrologer. They basically followed their calling and then unexpected happened. Oh my gosh. And that is such a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about here today uh, in the topic at hand, which I titled Rising to Meet the Road, uh, which I thought was funny because, you know, we have the old poem where it's like, let the road rise to meet you, right? Well, I feel like now in this particular period of time, we actually have to rise ourselves in order to meet the road ahead. And unexpected things can happen along the way that cause us to have to uh, embrace a, this vibration that's basically trying to rise up within us right now. Um, so how perfect that you bring up, you know, kind yeah. of Uranian principles. Um, so, I mean, how are you feeling overall, Monica, with the, I, I, your chart's kind of in the eclipses a little bit. I won't go into yeah. too much detail, but you know, uh, what have you been experiencing? Um, it's very much into eclipses. I mean, um, it's triggering the T-square um, in my chart between uh, Mercury squaring my um, moon and my Pluto and Saturn conjunction. Um, so Mars um, 
south node and an eclipse uh, so, yeah and a, and a moon is sitting right on top of that so i can i can feel that yes <laughs> put it this way i can feel that um the old wounds opening um a lot of anger issues um but I was actually reflecting on that last night because last night was incredibly powerful. And in a weird way, I was thinking about it. Um, you know, when you go, when you have a wound that doesn't heal, that it's really nasty underneath and you have to go to a doctor and that Martian scalpel has to cut through it, get everything out to clean it, cleanse it, and then you can heal. Um, and I was thinking about that eclipse, that it's kind of like that. You have to have that kind of Martian energy. It has to be cut through. It has to release all that nastiness that it's underneath for it to heal. Otherwise, it will never heal. It will kind of, there will be this cab on top of that, but it will be just going underneath. Yeah, esters below. Yes, <laughs> yes, very much so. So that's kind of what I was reflecting on yesterday, that... Um, going going deep into that south mode and and dealing with those karmic issues or past or past hurts um has to be has to be released yes and you know and to just for those listening uh because of course we have to record this ahead of time right in order for it to be ready for next week well we just had that lunar eclipse last night um or day for me but night for monica i think um so yeah it's interesting i love the way uh you put that analogy in there because it's so true you know mars does represent that uh that surgeon's scalpel uh you know it's not just how we act and motivate ourselves and focus on the you know path forward um but it's also that clearing cutting um kind of abrasive you know chop like of energy yeah. that also has to come so i love the analogy and especially with the scab you know uh, here we have two scorpio risings talking yes so of course we're gonna <laughs> probably maybe get a little uh, but it's such a perfect analogy because it's right if it scabs over and it is not fully healed then what's going to happen you know, it's going to, it's going to continue. Um, I mean, right now we don't want that. <laughs> no. And, and there are different ways of healing. You know, sometimes you need the rest. Sometimes you need that healing balm on your wound. Um, and sometimes you just need a quick, precise, you know, incision and get things out. And I think with Mars sitting on that South node, this is what we need at the moment. It's not about the gentle plaster. It's not about, you know, kissing that little boo-boo. It's Cut it precise, get it out, um, assertiveness, you know, and decision. Yeah. And uh, mm, yeah. You, I, well, I was just going to say that really speaks to, because this week we have Mars, uh, who's currently retrograde, and we're all feeling that, I'm sure, um, squaring Uranus and Taurus. Um, and it's the second pass of having, and Monica and I were talking about this earlier because, you know, obviously I'm more into the mundane. If I'm talking, mundane astrology is where you talk about where the planets are in the sky right now and how they're making those configurations. And, um, and Monica focuses more on like evolutionary type astrology, right? Uh, more kind of soul, you know, I don't I'm not doing it justice, yeah. <laughs> but we have two different disciplines. And so that's why I'm excited yeah. to kind of talk about, um, you know, what I see and then what Monica sees, uh, in this configuration, but let me set it up real quick. Uh, because I think this really speaks to what you're saying with kind of, you know, making that precise, decisive action, because essentially that's what cutting 
is when we decide to, you know, release something, um, especially with those south node energies that we're talking about. Uh, but our planet Mars is uh, forming a square with Uranus this week, and it will be the second time that this has happened. Uh, it happened back in May during our May new moon um, when the two met each other in a square at the very end of Capricorn and Aries. So we're kind of doing a square dance going back and forth, but we're now we're in kind of new energies, which are Aquarius and Taurus, which are fixed signs, something that's fixed and, you know, there. Um, so I feel like what's kind of rising up now, um, is now we're cutting things that are very much rooted within us, or at least that's the way I'm taking it. But what do you, what do you think about any of this. <laughs> I'm open for any type of uh, observation. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, Uranus in Taurus, you have, you have Taurus, which is the stability, you know, it's, it's our values. And suddenly you have that energy that is very much freedom loving, you know, Promethean energy. Um, it's all about uh, new thoughts and, and releasing things. Um, and Mars as well. Mars doesn't doesn't take easily into sitting sitting back and not doing things. Um, and Mars in Aquarius, yes, Aquarius is, can be very stubborn sign, um, can be very fixed sign. Before um, Uranus, you know, was assigned to rule that sign, we had um, Saturn ruling Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So Aquarius can be very very fixed. Yes. Um, and I think with both of the those energies. Um, um it's how to say this um it's a lot about releasing the karma or releasing your fixed ideas about what your values are about what um what stability means to you um on any level whether emotional level in relationship i've seen actually a lot of relationship um fall apart unfortunately recently um quite a few breakups um separation divorces because suddenly you have that uranus coming into taurus and asking what is it that i value what is that um it's of value to me and can i be free um in a place that i am you know taurus it's very much about um our environment as well um and then, you know, you have that kind of uh, energy of Promethean energy of freedom. Can I feel free in where I am? Can I express my freedom? And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, all about break and separation. It can be actually changing the, um, the relationship that you have with your environment, with your partner at work, having more freedom um, to express yourself. Um, but it's definitely going to be unexpected with both um, I guess Uranus and Mars and squaring to one another. There is not much, uh, not much space for um, discussion. Mm. For um, um, I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I have it all. The, the, I, I know the tip of the tongue. This is Mercury exactly. retrograde all over the place right now. <laughs> it is, and I'm and I'm lucky. Okay, so yeah, it is very much. Um, it's not about you know communicating gently. It's not about you know sitting down and trying to resolve it. It's basically going to your partner, to your boss, you know, and saying this is what I need from the relationship, making decisive actions. 
Mm. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes they might be um, quite drastic. Yeah. And well, that can happen because, you know, Uranus brings the unexpected, you know, sudden yeah. storms in our lives that we just have to get through because yeah. essentially we're trying to rise to a higher vibration within whatever is shaking us up, you know, that foundation. Um, and so I love what you said all about Taurus because we have to keep that in mind. I think it was uh, maybe Austin Kopak that said, Kopak, yeah. I don't know if saying his last name right, but um, he was like, oh, you think, you know, Uranus and Aries was rough. You know, think about Uranus and Taurus. That's like being shook from your sleeping bed. You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't necessarily see it coming. And with Taurus, there is also the question of uh, sustainability in a situation. Yeah. Um, and so if you're honestly looking at these, you know, what's rising up is what you're in now sustainable, um, with ha- within how you're feeling and where the energy is now moving forward. And if it's not, like you said, we're having to have those, you know, kind of tougher conversations or tougher mm-hmm. decisions that need to be made because really uh, there's no other way to kind of free yeah. ourselves from the influence. I have actually um, a funny story that happened to me at UAC. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was just that, you know, Uranus just entered Taurus. It actually is in my sixth house as well, um, opposing my Pluto, opposing my Saturn. Um, and I had a, um, I had a reading organized uh, at UAC with one of the astrologers there. I took opportunity, great, I'm on the other side of the pond. You know, I'm in US. I can actually meet with that person face to face. And half an hour before I was about to meet that astrologer and dive deep into my, um, my chart, my past, you know, my karma, um, I lost the key to my room, my ID and my credit card. Oh my God. <laughs> I could not find it in my room. A uh, lovely lady who was, um, who was there on my floor, let me in. Um, I looked everywhere. I couldn't find anything. So on that kind of mythological level, if you will, I literally lost my home, my money, and my identity. Yeah. Which was incredible. Yes, I found everything. Reception called me from downstairs uh, half an hour later, just saying that someone handed over all my documents. So um, that kind of had a good ending. But it gave me that flavor of what Uranus can have in store for me, which will be complete, you know, rejiggle, complete, um, an unexpected change of what I value as a material thing, as a money, um, what my personality might be and how I might ID myself in the future, in the next seven years, um, and what my home will look like. So, um, so I had that kind of taste of what Uranus in Taurus might be. I was like, okay, changes on every level, my home, my identity, um, and my, uh, my money, my possessions, my, yeah. uh, my values, if you will. So that's, that was really, really interesting. <laughs> that's so funny. And well, I mean, to add a little personal stuff in, cause if you're thinking about, um, you know, if, uh, the fact that Monica and I both are Scorpio risings and we have actually our degrees very close to each other. And during yes. the time of UAC, uh, is around the time that Jupiter was moving over our ascendant as well. Yeah. And so here, this growth is coming in. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, who are you now? Like, as you're trying very to, nice you time. know, and I love those moments because it has a stop and think. And if you're like, if you're like Monica and I, where we kind of think of on these more art tip you know, our, Typical type of um, 
symbolism of life, you know, that normal people, not normal people, I don't want to use it like that, but normally people would be like, oh man, I lost my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, oh, this is a sign from the universe that's saying, you know, question this and you realize where it's going. And it's like, it's almost like you got a solid key of just self-awareness in that moment before even going to see the person that, you know, that you were looking for answers from or, you know, from. Yes. But it's, it's also this kind of unstable energy because it's Uranus. You don't know when will you hit you. You don't know how will it hit you and you don't know what will happen. And one thing that, um, I don't know who I was listening to, but what I loved about um, the description of Uranus uh, in Taurus was it will be transformation, but what you will be at the end of that, at the end of that seven-year cycle in Taurus, it's not who you are at the beginning. Mm. It's kind of like the caterpillar into the butterfly. They're completely different. What happens in that cocoon when that change happens, it's complete disintegration of a caterpillar and complete rebuilding of something else, something that, you know, looks different, um, feeds on different things, you know, um, act differently. And someone was uh, describing Uranus in Taurus as that kind of transformation, um, that what you are at the beginning of this transit, of the seven-year transit, is not what you will be at the end. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting. Well, and I felt that same way for the Aries transit too. I mean, we can kind of look at these as like certain areas of our life as you, yeah. you know, Uranus moves through these signs and it does take a, you know, that seven year period to kind of uh, feel and then metamorphose within that energy. Um, and so here we are starting again. And so it's very important to realize that as we have these tense configurations happen, that we're at the, just the beginning of the sign, just the beginning of the energy that is, is going to transpire through, you know, this long period of time. Um, so that's what also makes it pretty dynamic because if, you know, if we are getting kind of hits of awareness at the beginning of something, this is when things are going to shift more. And that's why I almost think that the unexpected could certainly happen this week with Mars squaring Uranus, um, on a mundane level. Uh, but I don't think we're necessarily going to be a hundred percent shocked by it just because we've already had the first pass that was kind of initiating things in our life that we, we know deep down kind of need to, uh, you know, be cut out or redirected in some way or even revisited because we are in Mars retrograde. Um, so going back to something that we used to do or, you know, uh, we're passionate about and all that and kind of re, uh, renovating it for the future in a way could be up for review as well. So there's many ways that this could play out and we still have one more square to happen um, on September 18th is when, uh, Mars will be direct at that point. So I think we'll get an extra added piece of, you know, bonus into it (laughs) then as well. Um, but we also have, okay, so we have these two meeting, but we also have the sun squaring Jupiter, um, that is, uh, you know, approaching this whole week. It doesn't happen until next Monday. Um, but I, th- I consider this week a very powerful one for growth, basically, on maybe even just subtle levels. And obviously, we've been through it because we're in eclipse season. And so, you know, at what level? Every week, I'm like, oh, it's growth again. More growth. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, let's, t- let's just talk about kind of uncertain territory, because I think that a lot of us are in that right now. And if the theme yeah. is rising to meet the road... Um, 
we sometimes we have to rise and have you know a certain tar- level of faith in the uncertain in order to kind of follow that. Um, yeah. So I mean, do you have any like tips or any type of you know anything to add to how to navigate that energy? I do, but actually, before I go there, I love the topic of this conversation: the rise to meet the road. Because, okay. Um, it is, you know, anyone who ever been on any adventure or any, um, traveled in any way, you know, that you can have everything planned, every bus, every, you know, train, every flight booked and, you know, exactly. And then something unexpected happens and you have to adjust and you have to adapt and it throws you off that, of that course that you go. Um, and one of the um, quotes that I recently read, which I shared with you earlier on, was uh, a quote from um, Sharon Blackie uh, from uh, "If From Woman Rose Rooted." Um, fantastic books, I, a book I recommend that. Um, and the quote goes: "We know there is a journey we should be undertaking. We cannot rest. We cannot sleep. Something in us knows that there is somewhere we should be going. And in the end." whether or not we think we can we go because we must we go on a wing and a prayer because to stay is to die Mm. and i think this energy is very much like that we have to go on the journey and no matter what you want from the journey you always change because you meet other people because you meet other countries because you meet yourself in different um aspects in different situations that normally in your safe environment you wouldn't meet you are challenged on the road and that's how we change and that's how we grow because you know sitting comfortably on your sofa in your home in your environment surrounded by you know all those comforting things you might think that in a situation like this or the other you will act in a certain way but unless you're faced with that you can't say for certain uh, and then you're on the road on that journey and you face with the situation and you act differently and you know you think to yourself oh my god i never thought i would say that or i never thought i would act this way and this is what really you know growth is we are um, faced with unexpected situation. We are faced, uh, um, you know, faced with unexpected people, unexpected um, um, events, and we have to learn from them. We have to, first of all, we have to face them, and then we have to reflect whether or not that was what I would like to do in the next situation, whether or not I acted correctly or not, um, and how I would like to be if that situation arises again. Um, so I love the, uh, the whole idea of the journey and rising to meet the journey because it takes a lot to, um, to go into the unknown and every journey, every travel is unknown. Um, and then when things happen, you see people, they're either getting stressed or they're blaming their partner for mistrain or, you know, they're basically getting organized and trying to rebook that. And you can see how people act under pressure um, in those situations that are coming out of the blue. And I had that actually on my way back from San Diego <laughs> oh. where, yeah, where our trains got canceled. And, you know, you could see how people react in that queue is great. You know, when you travel, it's, it's amazing how you observe people. We had our train canceled. Um, there were delays. Um, there was another couple that traveled with us. They actually missed their flight uh, because of that. And you can see how people react, you know, when they get frustrated and they either getting that on their partner or they're actually trying to pull together as a team and trying to do things together. Um, 
and yeah, it really, really pushes you to face who who you are and how you act. And it's not only sitting on a sofa like, yeah, that's how I imagine I would act. This is it. This is the serious one. And this is Uranus in Taurus bringing that unexpected into your home, into, you know, the material, the, um, um, how to say that, um, into something that is palatable. Like there is no escaping from that. There is yeah. this, this lightning flash and you have to deal with it. Um, well, which is interesting, you know, for, I love, and first off, I love the, I love the, the, the poem. I find that that's so perfect for this energy of, of this week and just in general that we are dealing with now. Um, but it's interesting that you, you know, because it is about a process, all types of journey and growth is about the process. And a lot of us, uh, speaking as a, uh, an earth moon myself, and if we're thinking about Uranus and Taurus, you know, earth likes to control. It likes to know what's going on in the situation. <laughs> um, and kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so here we, you know, when you're in face in those situations, like, you know, the train is not, is canceled. I need to get home. You know, what, it, what my, my life at that moment is seemingly out of control. Right. And yeah. if we scramble to do whatever we can to kind of put it back into that linear line that we would like it to go in. And so I think that right now it's kind of a lot of that, you know, those trains are getting canceled in a more, you know, proverbial sense. Um, and we might have to scramble to get back into the linear line, but in the process of doing so, we learn a lot about ourselves because I think you're right when you're faced with those situations, that's how we grow because until we are kind of put in on, you know, in, into those sort of tests in a way, um, you know, it's a really, it's a test of our character. It's a test of our, uh, strength or courage in a situation, you know, from anywhere from like missing a train to having to deal with a major life change that comes about. Yeah. Um, so I love, I love those points really. Thank uh, you. Um, I was actually asked about some tips for this, this current period. And actually the way I feel the energy, I would say anything that gets you into your body, because mm. Mars retrograde, especially in Aquarius, can be a lot of repressed anger and that can manifest as depression. That can also, your body can somatize, you know, certain um, emotions and that come, come up as a symptom of an illness. So one thing that I absolutely love is yoga. Um, go and get your Bikram yoga, you know, your hot yoga, sweat that Mars, sweat that anger out, or get into the yoga that is not, there are obviously various types, not the one that is all about breathing maybe, but the one that actually really gets you in connection with your body. When you really have to go into the pose and feel your muscles and feel your joints and feel how your body reacts and feel. Um, same with mindfulness. Um, I would suggest any exercise that again connects you with your body, that Uranus in Taurus. Not not the exercise that helps you get detached because there might be a little bit more dissociation from the body, and we don't want that. We want to bring it down. Um, the way I feel the uh, energy of Uranus in Taurus is very much we're bringing that uh, electrical energy through our bodies and through the body of the earth. We have to ground that. Um, but it can be extremely um, anxious. I mean, one way I feel that in my body is literally I feel that kind of current in my nervous system under my skin. Uh, and it's incredibly um, uncomfortable. Yeah. 
So going into the mindfulness meditation, but anything that puts you in touch with your body, mindful eating, mindful talking, mindful yoga, um, anything that kind of gives you the sense of where is my body? One of the best exercises maybe is the body scan, the 45 minutes body scan when you take your consciousness from your feet all the way up to your, um, your head and you check on every part of your body, where is, how does it feel? Um, it's a great way of actually noticing any dis-ease, anything that doesn't feel at ease in your body, you know, and, and noticing and reflecting. Um, Mm, I love the body scan. I will say I attest to the body scan. I do it uh, almost daily. Um, yeah. and I'm a big fan of the old uh, app Inside Ti- Insight Timer um, mm-hmm. that has a lot of different... I've touted it a few times on the podcast, but it has a lot of different meditations on it. But there are several uh, body scans, um, particularly by this Scottish guy. I can't remember his name right now, but if you find yeah. it, oh my God, he's a pleasure mm-hmm. to listen to. And it's so effective. I mean, even, even to do it for 10 minutes, cause there's even shorter ones. Well, if you don't have yes. the time, you know, um, can yeah. get you there. So I love that suggestion, Monica. Um, journaling again, Uranus in Taurus, getting out of your mind into the paper. That's great. And I think with the, the whole uncertain energy journaling at this moment in time will help us in a future reflect back and see whatever mm. happens or, um, whatever symptoms come up, it might help us with Mercury now going retrograde. There might be a little bit we're trying to do too too quick or think too quick. So actually putting it down on paper, um, it might help get out of our heads and again, um, have something, you know, tangible. Um, and again, with Mars in, in Aquarius, self-care and kindness, uh, um, just to kind of balance that, that that Martian energy, it can, like I said, um, mass retrograde can very much manifest as um, depression, that kind of repressed anger or repressed um, inability to be assertive. So be kind to yourself. You know, take time, ten five minutes to to um, practice self care, but really take care of your body, of your emotions, of your mind. Just time for yourself. Um, I think that would be a great time um, to help help you grow and actually see, you know. Well, and especially if you don't normally do these types of things, because that's the thing here too, is, you know, we're talking about Uranus and Taurus, and these are just new things that are coming to us. Um, So if you're not inclined to like, you know, sit down in, in journal or kind of get more into your body or, you know, try these different methods out because chances are, you know, especially since we have so many planets retrograde right now, you know, a lot of the energy might be a little on the nil side, you know, we're more internal in many ways. Um, and so getting that, uh, getting all that out onto paper, like you were saying, so it's out of our head because Mars, uh, in any air sign, you know, speaking as a person with Mars and Gemini, it gets, it can get pretty, it's like a, it's like a tornado that goes through and you're, and you're like, at the end of it, you're like, I don't even know what I thought at the end, you know? So getting it down on paper can also help you get in touch with your thoughts during this Mercury retrograde, uh, because then you're like, you come back and then reassess or even doing, I was doing, um, some, 
uh, kind of like channel writing, you know, just freehand writing where you just write whatever comes into your mind for a short period of time. Um, and that can be very beneficial to get those messages out or even to focus on things like you were saying, um, because Mars retrograde, especially in Aquarius and uh, activating those intellectual fa- uh, faculties uh, might have our mind like turning on us a little, little bit on that repression. So how can we draw it out? Cause not, sometimes it's not always conscious. And so that's maybe a, a method to help get there too, um, to open yourself up. But it would definitely help with any anxiety that comes with that unexpected event. I mean, there's so much happening in the outside world and so many, so much happening inside of us. Um, things that, you know, do arise and we don't expect, and that can give rise to anxiety. What do I do about it? I have not experienced that before. I don't know how to act on it. So taking that five, 10 minutes to do yoga, to get in touch with your body, to have that self-care, or to do journaling can help you get that distance from the event and what's actually happening. And that can help with anxiety as well. Because, you know, anxiety for the most part is uncertainty, right? Because why would we be anxious other than the fact that we don't know something? Um, And that can also be a very much a factor in air signs um, because they want to know, they want to understand what is going on. Um, And if there is that uncertainty there, that's when the anxiety comes in. I mean, even for me last night, Monica, when the, I was watching the um, eclipse, I had to watch it on timeanddate.com because uh, it was completely cloudy here. I mean, I couldn't see the eclipse anyways, but I didn't even get to see the moon last night. It was, it was yeah. frustrating. Everybody was contacting me going, did you see the moon? I'm like, no. Um, but I felt wired up. It was weird. I, it, I went from like kind of low energy to pacing my house in this yes. kind of like anxious, nervous type of energy. Um, and so, yeah. It's, it's real folks. (laughs) I didn't go to sleep until three o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. And again, frustrating thing about UK, we had this heat wave, blue skies. I mean, this doesn't happen in UK, you know, it's always cloudy. So over the last few weeks, we had a heat wave, blue skies, beautiful, clear sky at night. I could see moon. And yesterday out of all days and all nights, we had thunderstorm and completely overcast sky. So I could not see the moon from my, from my ah. window either. So I'm like, out of all the nights and all the days, now you're doing it to me? Of course. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it was very, very weird energy last night. It was. I was like pumped up. I was supposed to go somewhere. Um, and then I decided not to because I just had a, I just had a, feeling, (laughs) you know, because there's some uh, intense energy out there right now with this Mars happening. Um, And so I decided to stay in. And then a part of me was like, maybe I should have went because I'm just burning off this energy, you know, wearing a hole in my floor right now, going back and forth. Um, And, but then out of nowhere, the energy just dropped and I was asleep. So It, it, it was, it was just a weird, it was an interesting dynamic. Um, But I love and I think because I'm, I'm a really a Uranian personality, I was born with Uranus exactly conjunct my ascendant, trying my sun, sextile my moon, you know, it's, it's very integral into my chart. Um, and so I think personally that I feed off a lot of uh, this type of electric, um, uncertain, exciting type of energy. Um, yeah, so I'm not bothered by it per se, but <laughs> so I love talking about it because, you know, it's good to get perspective because... Yeah. 
Like if you're a very, you know, grounded person and more kind of like a tourist type of energy, because all our tourist people, as Uranus is going to be moving over those points for the next seven years, you're going to be shaken out of that comfort zone. uh, And we'll have to adapt a little bit of more of like my excitement for, you know, change and what can happen. Um, So that is key to note before we go here that, um, uh, if you do have planets, uh, and I said this before, you know, because it's all happening in these early degrees of fixed signs. So if you are a Taurus, Leo, uh, Scorpio or Aquarius, especially in what, like maybe zero to, you know, eight degrees somewhere in there, um, you are feeling this time is so significant right now. Uh, so don't discredit it. Um, roll with it. Like, <laughs> roll with that process. If you miss the train, it's okay because uh, another one will be on the way, right? Absolutely. And you don't know who will you sit next to yes. on that train. Mm. That's a perfect point. That's a perfect point because we, we don't know. Um, and especially in the sign of Aquarius as we go forward, you know, Mars is about to move back into Capricorn where it will station, um, it, which is interesting because it's going to station near that. Uh, right on uh, where, pretty close, within a degree of where Mars originally made a square to Uranus to begin with. So we are going to be revisiting uh, this, you know, breaking out of the shell energy that is, that is coming over the next couple weeks and through August, really. So uh, it's always a reminder, too, is if you feel like you got to move right now, because sometimes you know, Mars retrograde, getting in your head, you know, you can be like, I'm not doing enough or what's going on. And it's okay. We're not meant to be. This is a full period of review, right, Monica? We get like a a month to, (laughs) we do, which is valuable. I, you know, um, so I look at it as a blessing to some extent that we have, that all this is happening in a time where we can really step back and integrate it, um, for the future. I mean, one, one of the lessons that I got from one of my spiritual teachers was um, every evening I give thanks for the blessings uh, known and unknown. Mm. And that, that for me is um, it's part of my spiritual practice because there are blessings in disguise. You know, how many times we've been through breakup of relationship and we love that person so much couldn't see the life without them and suddenly it opened up us to even better relationship or we got made redundant from the job that we loved and suddenly opened us up to um maybe the passion that turned into our job that now we're even happier that we got made redundant and sometimes when some things happen when unexpected things happen we might think, okay, this is the end. You know, I've never met another person like that. I'll never get a great job like this. Um, and yet that is coming as a blessing in disguise. So that energy kind of feels a little bit like that. Um, there are breakings and there are um, releasing of things from the past. And sometimes you have to make a decisive decision. But this will in my, in my opinion, this will lead to other things. If we want stuck into that, if we want stuck in this kind of victim mode, things happen to me, why is it always happening to me? But when we have that open attitude, okay, things broken. Where is that open window? Where is another open door? You know, where is the chimney that I can climb on if I have to, (laughs) you know, where is another way for me out? And that way out might be a beautiful adventure. Mm, I love that. And I think that's a good way for us to leave the conversation because it, really you have to remain open 
to what to what lies ahead and remember you know that's where faith comes in um no matter what you know religion or spirituality you subscribe to just the very essence of faith is uh saying that you know changes come into our lives to lead us to something uh better down the road and that's why we're going to rise to the road and meet it halfway right monica (laughs) (laughs) all right well so tell us where people can find you you know what you're doing your website and all that um so the website is www.yagacoaching.com. Um, it's still changing and growing. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as Yaga Coaching. Um, Yaga as Y A G A. It's not yoga. It's not misspelling yoga. It's actually from Baba Yaga, the Slavic folklore wise woman, um, which is oh. really close to my heart. But that I maybe is a conversation. I wrote really? a song about Baba Yaga once. I'll sing it to you after the show. That is incredible. I mean, that might be a conversation for another meeting. There we but go. yes, so I, I am online. Um, and at this moment, uh, yeah, I'm doing the astrological consultation um, and mainly coaching based on astrological charts. Um, but I, uh, I am also planning some mindfulness workshops uh, around the uh, London area. So if you're in London, please do get in touch. Yes. And all those links that she just shared, I will share on my blog post as well and within the uh, recording so that you're able to reach out and connect with Monica. Um, And yes. So where can you find me? Well, you can find me at energeticprinciples.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Energetic Principles. And I do daily astral alerts there um, and other fun stuff to look at throughout the week. Um, and I also do uh, personal uh, consultations. If you're looking to uh, go deeper within your own charts, I do something called Astro Meets Tarot. And we uh, do just that. We connect with astrology and the tarot at the same time. And that can be done uh, locally or uh, via Zoom on the web around the world. Um, and as always, you know, I do have that tarot subscription on Patreon. So if you would like to come check that out uh, and see what that's all about, we got a nice little group brewing um, and it would be great if you want to join us, you can do so at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Um, and last but not least, if you like what you hear today, you know, share it with a friend, spread the good word, you know, don't keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, and uh, if you feel so inclined to leave a nice review on iTunes, that will help me get out uh, a little further into that atmosphere. Um, so, all right. Well, Monica, thank you so much again for being Thank you here. so much for having me. I hope to, I hope we meet again. Um, <laughs> talk about all the changes that have happened since then. You yes. Know? That would be interesting. Yes. Because we can guarantee it to some extent. Yes. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in until next time. May the stars mm-hmm. be with you. Mm-hmm.